Welcome to So You Want to Talk About, a podcast where we have critical conversations in an intimate way. We're your hosts, Julie and Cambry. Hey. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, same. <laughs> Recording this from in-house. Live. Well, not really. We'll do it live. <laughs> We don't like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to another episode of So You Want to Talk About. So You Want to Talk About Cancel Culture. Yeah, cancel culture feels to kind of be snowballing in the sense that it's growing very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And the discussion around it feels like a daily a daily topic on Instagram feeds and all types of social media. Right. From so many different uh, perspectives as well. Yeah. And it feels very much rooted in accountability and this idea that we are helping our culture by holding people to a higher standard. Right. So in an ideal scenario, we, we cancel people when they cause harm to someone or a community And we want to hold them accountable or hold them to a higher standard because we expect better from them. Yeah. We want our, we want our culture and our community to be better. Right. So especially people with power who have a little bit more influence, um, we expect a little bit more from them. So we've kind of seen it play out. I mean, I remember in 2018, I believe with H and M and that shirt that they put out Mm -hmm. with, uh, the, the young black kid and it said coolest monkey in the jungle, I believe. Yeah. And it somehow made it through every PR team, every, it was (laughs) crazy. But after applying social pressure and the uh, sort of apparatus of, of cancel culture, they apologized, they, you know, pulled it from their stores and they decided, okay, we did wrong and we'll do better going forward. Yeah. And I think that was a good example of, like you said, social pressure and boycotting, Mm-hmm. boycotting is a is kind of part of this it's potentially affecting a business's bottom line mm-hmm. which is giving them cause to potentially rethink their choice because they don't want their business to be affected they don't want to lose future customers and that worked for them right which ideally we would hope that they would say hey we want to do better because we want to be better people right not because our profits are <laughs> our are profit tanking. margin is waning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's usually how we see it for businesses. And then when it comes to people, it's a little bit different. Um, But people that generally do wrong that we want to quote unquote cancel, we tend to strip their power away or their platform away. Um, You know, and of course, different actions call for different responses. But with people, it is just a little bit different because we don't have a, a tangible number like profit to Mm -hmm. look at and say, this is what we want to do in an effort to incentivize you to do better. People are a lot more nuanced than that. So, yeah. And we might cancel them by not attending a show. And of course there, there is money tied to influencing and being an influencer or being a celebrity, Mm -hmm. but it might just feel a little bit different. It also feels a little bit more personal. Yes. So yeah, I think that kind of goes all these different layers and spectrums of behavior and person to company Mm -hmm. there's just so many different intersections of that and the behind all of this or behind the cancel there's an intent so Mm -hmm. 
did this person or company commit an extremely heinous act and we don't as a community trust them to not commit that again and because mm-hmm. we distrust them so much and the harm was so great we don't want that harm to be caused again and so we've taken all of their power away because it's too much it's the action was too much or too heinous and it's not worth risking that them having that power to do it again absolutely um and i guess the other side of it is Perhaps someone commits an act that might not be as heinous, and so we want them to know that they did wrong, and then we want them to grow from it. We want them to be better from it. Um, yeah, we maybe have trusted them too, like we said with with celebrities. This feeling of we know you, we know. Right, you're in our homes every day on our TV, or you're in our our favorite movies or our favorite songs or something like that. So it does feel a little bit more personal because mm-hmm. you have so many memories locked away with this thing. Um, but so because of that, we feel it hurts a little more because we feel like you betrayed this trust that we've invested in you in your career. But also because of that, we want you to grow. We want you to be mm-hmm. better. So we want to call you out and in the hopes that you would hear it and say, okay, now I'll, I'll do something a little bit more. Um, I'll show improvement. Yeah, I'll change my behavior because you've given me space to grow. Yeah, it's almost like if if a partner, you know, two partners are together and one of the partners cheats on the other. And an I maybe not an ideal situation, but you might want that other person to learn from their mistake. It doesn't mean you want to shame them into ostracization. You'd prefer them to, you know, give them the space to grow, hold them accountable for their wrongdoing. And then hopefully for the better of the relationship, you guys would come back together. Yeah. And in society, just as a whole, we want people to grow uh, kind of like that with a partner, her harming their other part, their partner and, and, the effect that they have on them. Mm-hmm. We also want people to grow because they will affect other people no matter what, whether right. they're in that relationship or whether they're with someone else. Right. They people we all interact with so many people a day that inevitably <laughs> I will affect someone else. Right. And so if I don't grow, my actions will then be displaced onto someone else at some point. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think it's important to acknowledge that canceling and changing are not the same. Right, right. Trying to bring about the cancellation of someone is not the same as asking them to be better. Right. And I think it's very important for us to acknowledge that when we're talking about growing, we're not talking about heinous acts or behavior that have been so harmful to others Mm-hmm. That we are asking those people to grow in a way, in a space that could continue to harm. Right. We don't want certain people, uh, unfortunately, don't deserve space to grow. They don't deserve the space to, uh, the chance to potentially commit that act again in the hopes that they grow. Right. Uh, We're not going to give that trust. And so we just wanted yeah. to be clear that those heinous acts and behavior are so egregious that that is not what we're talking about. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but along with that, there does feel like this two-sided social responsibility with cancel culture. So, um, you know, with the people that we've invested this trust and invested this power in, because all these people, celebrities especially, have power because of us, because of people. Mm-hmm. Um, with that comes responsibility, and that responsibility is to change and to grow, um, and it's also to grow as you hear people giving you suggestions. So 
if you are a person with power and you are called out, maybe not in for an egregious act, but for an action that you might not have, uh, you shouldn't have done, it or is maybe, a responsibility. Or maybe you weren't even aware that what you did was inflammatory in any way. Yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of the times it is unintentional. Um, but you do have a responsibility to take in those suggestions and say, okay, I will try to do better. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even asking, if you're not sure how to do better, by acknowledging that you need to do better, ask so that yeah. you can make that change. Right, right. And I think a, one of the most important parts of that is you're, you can't deny someone else's experience with you. So as a select, whoever you might be calling out, you, you can't be the person that's saying, I understand that you're calling me out because you said you've had this bad experience with me, but I don't believe that it's true. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't believe that you felt that way. Right. I didn't make you feel that way. And I think that, like you said, it's important to acknowledge that everyone yeah. has their own experiences and you might've made someone feel some kind of way unintentionally. Right. And that's, that happens, but you can't say that their feelings aren't valid. Right. You can't invalidate them or deny it because that's, that's an experience that they've had. So it is your social responsibility both to hear the things, um, to do better, and to uphold and not abuse the power that you have. Definitely. If you have the opportunity to fix something, and not everyone does, because there are lots of things that we say or do, and we can't take back those things we say. Right. But if there's something that you unexpectedly can fix mm -hmm. then you should within all your power and means fix it because that is also part of acknowledging someone's experience right it's almost like when someone gives an apology and if someone <laughs> were to ask what are you apologizing for they're like i don't know i'm just apologizing because i was asked to <laughs> exactly it makes a lot more sense when you're able to own your behavior um and then listen and ask how to be better to other people and for those who are canceling or calling out, I think there's also some social responsibility as well. If you, if, if we see something that's inappropriate, one of our responsibilities is to hold that person accountable, mm -hmm. which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It can be very hard to do to hold someone accountable, especially if there's someone that you are close to or care deeply about. That mm -hmm. can be really challenging. And when you do when you do call those things out, that doesn't mean that you should try to shame or punish someone mm -hmm. for their action, but teach and help and give space so that they can grow and then in turn be better because again, they affect so many people. And that's gen that's supposed to be the intent of the calling out in the first place. Right. So we do have a responsibility on our end as the, whether it be consumers or people who are asking this person to be better, um, sometimes to provide them with better solutions. So if they, if someone is willing to say, hey, I did mess up, but you know what? I don't know any better um, or I don't know how to do this better. Can you help me? We shouldn't say no. Yeah, I think that it's one thing to provide the solution without that person doing the work. Like you said, I was told to apologize. I'm just apologizing. Right. That's different than if someone were to say, I don't know how to move forward and you as the person who has given the feedback say, let's have a conversation about it and mm -hmm. let me kind of help you through what you think would be an improvement mm -hmm. because that's really changing the behavior rather than giving them a band-aid and then they'll just go and turn to it again. 
because they don't really understand what they did. Yeah, they don't really understand it. And so they might unintentionally again do it. Um, And then it just feels like, you know, if we're not offering a solution or providing them with some kind of better behavior, replacement behavior, I know you talk a lot about that with kids, um, then it's just it's just punishment. Then we're just saying to them, you need to do better and we're going to isolate you until you figure out how. It's a lot like prison. Mm-hmm. Um, prison is not there. I mean, we've heard this for years that we should have a more rehabilitative system for prison, but um, prison is a lot of punishment with no teaching, with no coaching, with no method for improvement. We're just going to isolate you from society and then hope that you get better. And then in, really, once you come back out, we're punishing you some more. <laughs> and I think that has such a potential to be harmful. Yes. Because then it's not about accountability, which is what the intent with cancel culture is. It's no longer about accountability. It's it's now about punishment without direction. Right. And and I think that is that's harmful to everyone because that's not necessarily improving society. Right. If you just get rid of all the quote unquote bad people in society, I mean, you, that's a never ending. It will journey. just be everyone at some point because we've all we've all made mistakes and we've all you know, evolved. So, right. So, and if we continue to sort of ostracize these people, then they won't feel incentivized or any kind of desire to be better. They'll actually feel a lot more defiant. I think we see that a lot, um, in the last couple of years with people who've gotten quote unquote canceled, their energy towards the situation is not apologetic. Yeah. It's almost like they doubled down. Yeah. It's almost like they get worse. And, um, I don't, you know, some people might be reflecting their own poor behavior or poor habits in that moment. But I know that if we come at it with the severity of an extreme version of we want you to not be in society anymore, and we have no way uh, to give you a solution to be better, then I can see why certain people might get defensive. Yeah, if we're withholding a solution, if, if it's if we're saying, you need to be better, and we know how, but we're not gonna give it to you, right, even though we are the ones telling you, Mm-hmm. Um, that you did wrong, especially for people who are like, I don't, what do you mean I did wrong? I don't know how I did wrong. Yeah. It's to be, when you said that, the, the look on your face, when you said that I'm, I can easily imagine a child mm-hmm. in my class being like, miss, oh, I, I really just, I don't know what I did. Yeah. And if I said to a child, you did know, you know what you did. And we've all, we've heard this before. Adults <laughs> say, well, you know what you did. And I think the whole time they're thinking, no, I, I really I really don't know. And they're looking around like, can someone just tell me? Like go up to your room and think about it. And you're like, I don't, I don't stare at the wall, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I know that, you know, adults are more educated than children. and But they still have. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they can still have those same, you know, reactions. And so we all still learn. It, we all still have a lot of learning to do. And so it, if we're, def- you know, ostracizing people we've normalized punishment over improvement but really we need to normalize making mistakes and receiving feedback because that's the only way that you can grow yeah yeah it's so odd to have so much on display with social media and everything and we haven't yet normalized mistakes yet um we're very good at normalizing the positive of things or when people are really vulnerable on social media uh, Mm -hmm. talking about the not necessarily flaws, maybe mental health or or something that's going on in their personal life. But when someone makes a mistake, we have it's almost like we're not sure how to how to read it yet. And it it also can feel it 
like you said, like everything is on display. And so social media can also have harm when when people can hide behind a screen. However, mm-hmm. people have a responsibility to what they post. 100%. So um, there was, I think, a really good example of the way that cancel culture, that we've seen it in the last last week, at least for me, was mm. that there was a woman who was a nutritionist on social media and she advertises as a, an oncology nutritionist. So someone who mm-hmm. works with cancer patients to meet their dietary needs as they go through treatment or post-treatment. And this woman was posting things with hashtags that included very specific types of breast cancer, breast cancer with the word survivor, ovarian cancer survivor, journey, all things that at their best were misleading mm-hmm. <laughs> and at their and making people think that she went through treatment right. or diagnosis or whatever. And at worst, they were clogging the hashtag feed and taking up space from real stories and experiences. And that's mm-hmm. so harmful. And I, it, she clearly didn't know this at first. Um, but it's very harmful as someone who's been diagnosed with breast cancer. When I was diagnosed, I immediately went to Instagram and was just looking for young women who'd also been diagnosed, trying to find what it would look like so I could prepare. Because right. no one I knew was also, you know, 29 years old yeah. with breast cancer. So you go to social media to broaden your community and you click on these hashtags and it helps you see women that have been through stuff. Right. However, if you are looking through that feed and you are seeing someone who doesn't look like anything else you've seen mm-hmm. and she kind of she comes off with all her hashtags like she's a survivor right it's very confusing yeah. and it's very much capitalized it makes information very hard to find for yeah. us and then it also is capitalizing on a super vulnerable situation yeah i mean this is a point where you're i imagine you're looking for as much information as you can find and not only that but every bit of information feels like it'll stick mm-hmm. and and <laughs> And when you see someone who has lost their hair and, you know, you see this over and over and over again, and then you see a woman who doesn't appear to have ever lost their hair, but swears by a plant-based diet, part of you might think, hmm, maybe I won't have to go through chemo if I just switch my diet. Maybe, you know, it just, it it can be extremely misleading and you're already in a place where you're questioning everything and struggling. Right. And so I don't think she was aware of the harm she was causing by making information confusing and harder to find for women. Right. And how did the community respond to that? So the young breast cancer community responded very kindly at first. They uh, messaged her privately. They wrote comments very, uh, just please consider removing these or here's why this is harmful. Asking questions like, are you a survivor, etc." And she responded by deleting the comment. And their comments. Their comments. This community that she claims to be wanting to help. 
So she deletes their comments and then she blocks those users. So she's essentially deleting the voice of the community she's trying to help. It's very confusing. It did not make any sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it did make sense because it protected her ego. However, the it it was not people couldn't see what she was doing because she was deleting the feedback. Right. So then it escalated uh, because now now it was throughout my feed (laughs) and I don't follow this woman uh, and people were posting about it on their personal stories. So now you have other influencers who have a large platform that are saying, please be careful of this woman and this behavior because it feels predatory, uh, capitalizing on on our diagnosis. And they pushed and pushed. People continued to challenge. And she wrote an apology. Hmm. However, when she did that, she centered herself and she defended her behavior. And when we think about all the things we've talked about today, it feels like the community held up their social responsibility to coach and and question and leave space for growth and hear feedback in a gentle way rather than in, in a in aggressive way. Yeah, they didn't cancel. Right. They called out and get, like you said, gave space to grow. Right. And she did just an apology, which is no change of behavior. Mm-hmm. So when pressed to fix her behavior, just delete all your hashtags from your previous posts that aren't related that are cancer related and are still blocking information and still current members and future members of this community. Right. She refused. Mm -hmm. And so you are not, everyone has the opportunity to undo what you, what they did. And she Uh, did. I would say most people, most people don't have the opportunity to apologize, hear what the other group is saying in a gentle way and go back and fix what you initially uh, broke for lack of a better word. And she did none of those things. Right. And I I thought, please, 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 this would be a great example if you could go back and do that right. uh, because it's just, it shows the learning process. Right. But it didn't. And that's where I could understand where the community has decided we really, really tried, but now you're continuing to do harm when you know better. Right. So now that we've held up our end of the bargain, our end of our social responsibility, and you've chosen not to, Mm -hmm. then we're going to, I assume they're going to escalate. Now they've Mm -hmm. gone from um, gently suggesting that you do better to now we have to strip power away because you are intentionally harming. Yeah. And, and I, it feels like she hasn't done this work and it's very, very hard work that we all should do, which is starting on ourselves and, and thinking about because uh, we will all cancel or call out people. It's just mm-hmm. in human nature. But we should start inward and think about when someone gives me feedback, what's my immediate reaction to that feedback? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do I receive it best from people? Or how do I not like to receive it? Just kind of think about your behavior and your feelings around it. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, we are all going to be uh, maybe not canceled, maybe we're not all given that power or that platform, but we are all going to be called out for something and offered feedback for something. And it might not be in a way that we're comfortable with. So um, I like what you said in starting inward and thinking about how do we receive feedback and then in turn, how we want to sort of give that to other people. Um, because again, this is a two-way responsibility that we have. 
So it's wonderful that we have as people, this platform and this power to call people out, to call businesses out and put on social pressure for change. But it is also important that at times when we can, we offer space to grow for a better society because that's what our intent is in, in the first place. Thanks for joining us on another episode of So You Want to Talk About. We hope we got you talking about it. Below, we linked uh, Jamila Jamil's interview with Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, where she's talking about cancel culture and receiving feedback. Uh, felt very relevant to the conversation that we had today, and hopefully you guys start having the conversation in your daily lives as well. See you next week. <laughs>